Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. Good morning. Man, oh man, the Holy Spirit is in this house. I know that the Holy Spirit is in your house as well. I'm so glad that we get a chance to worship together this morning. I know you guys have been doing such a great job. I want to personally ask you guys to share this. This is the easiest way that it gets the word out about what's going on and the beauty and wonder of what God is doing in our lives through word and sacrament. So I would invite you to hit that share button. I think it says something like start a watch party. That's what you do. You just start a watch party and then it will post it onto your page so that it'll extend further and further out. It's such an easy way to share the gospel with those that are in need and who are waiting and hoping. There are people today that woke up this morning asking God to give them a sign, to give them some sort of some sort of something to make them know that God is real and God is alive, and it just might be your share that reaches them. So I know it seems a little bit silly, and a lot of you guys don't like to do that. And I'm not a big social media guy myself, but man, let me just tell you, it means a lot to the people when they get a hold of it. Second thing is I want to just encourage you to take a minute and go to Stephanie uh, Stephanie Burke's page. Um, she does such great work. And so the challenge that she's put out, I think French said it, the challenge that she put out for us is that she's going to donate this to the ministry of the church. She's doing all of this free of charge. Um, and Ask that what we do in return is that we send uh, some special uh, gifts to that COVID relief that's on ELCA.org. Or if you want to give it directly through Christ Lutheran, uh, you can even just put there for COVID relief efforts, and it'll go in the right direction. And do that above your, your normal tithe. Make sure you're doing your normal tithe as well. But we invite those gifts to go out, um, and we thank, um, we thank God for uh, the work that Stephanie does. Man, that's just incredible. It's just so cool to be able to do all that um, together. Dude! Dude, I am home a lot. I am home a lot. I am home a lot. I don't know about you. What, did, what day are we at, at quarantine? What day is this? 795. Oh my gosh, I'm home so much. And when I'm home, like I've started doing home projects because as you're home, you start seeing all the things that you're like, oh man, well, I got to fix this. I got to fix that. And so you start doing all that. I start reorganizing closets. I've got like that one um, sheets and towels closet, you know what I'm talking about? The one that just gets stuff kind of thrown in it. And then like you don't know which sheets and pillowcases or go to anything anymore. And you got towels that don't match anything. They just kind of live in that closet. We started working on that stuff, doing a lot of home projects, finding more and more things to fix. Um, I have now, though, had to put my wife, uh, Pastor Melody, on house arrest. She can't go outside anymore because every time she goes outside, I get a new project. She walks around one side of the house. She's like, oh, honey, I think we ought to probably fix this too. All right, baby, that sounds, sounds good. I got to write it down on my list. It just keeps on going. She can't walk outside anymore. If you see her outside my house, you tell her, go back inside the house. I'm going crazy. But we're having fun. We're having a lot of fun with the projects. We're having fun doing some really cool stuff. It's been really fun to have like the whole family helping. Like the whole family's been uh, been around helping, and you know we're out putting in some retaining walls and doing some things that needed to be done for a long time. And it's been really good digging and and, and doing all that stuff. But also one of the things that we're finding that the more and more we dig, the more cables that we snap and pipes that we burst. Like seriously, I don't know if this is the same thing for you guys. If you've ever dug around your house. You heard it right. This is absolutely ridiculous. There are so many pipes 
in the ground around my house. I don't know what they go to. Some of them go nowhere. Some of them just stop. Some of them have no end on them, but they're just random pipes all around my house. Some are clearly for drainage or irrigation or any of the number of things that they put in there before I ever moved there. I'm sure they all have some kind of purpose, but we keep finding them. And there are so many pipes in the ground that I, that I, I, I figured out a new device on how to find them. And I'll show you that in just a second. You, you know the best way? The best way to find old pipes in the ground is using a pickaxe. <laughs> this is a great way to find new pipes in the ground. I thought it was for digging and for making trenches. It is not. It is clearly only for breaking, bursting pipes. We're out digging. You're doing their thing. It's amazing. It's like got a heat-seeking missile tip on it that finds every pipe there is. And then... What helps, I'll tell you what else is helpful for finding uh, pipes that have burst is as I'm digging and I didn't see that the pipe burst and then I step in it with my shoe. Now, if you've ever been out working outside or done anything like that, has anybody ever, like you're walking through a parking lot and you step in a puddle you thought wasn't a puddle, it was raining and it was just like, that's just street, everything's fine. You step in it and it just gets you soaking wet. That's also a nice way to find out where broken pipes are. It's like a snoozed alarm clock. The thing just keeps going on. Like, so I was out in the morning. We're out bursting pipes. I mean, digging. We're out digging. And all of a sudden, I step in the thing. My shoe, still wet from the morning. I'm sitting there in this moist shoe. I can't do anything about it. Stuck all daggum day. Nasty awfulness. Trying to do work around my house. It's miserable. Let me get back to my story. That's not really about my shoe. So there's water gushing everywhere. This pipe just, bam, pipe burst, water gushing everywhere. I call my water guy. My water guy comes out. He's willing to fix my pipe. He looks down. He's like, well, I'm <clears throat> not exactly licensed for that particular work, but I'll, I can tell you how to do it, and you can, you can figure it out. I'm like, man, I have no idea how to deal with that right there. That right there is a geyser of water coming out of the ground, and I don't know what to do about it. He's like, well, first you got to shut off your well. I'm like, oh, good, good. So step one, I'm like trying to learn, and this expert's there, and he's like, listen, man, let me just show you what to do. He gets down, takes care of it, puts it all back, and he's like, you could probably do this. And I said to myself, like many of you would, what? Repair PVC pipes? I don't know how to repair PVC pipes. I, I like, I can install a ceiling fan. I mean, like that I can do, I, I, can, I can put in a brick retaining wall, that I can do, but PVC pipe with water gushing out, it's just not, I just can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. But anyway, he fixed it all as well, back to doing our thing, making the new ground, everything's looking all fine and nice. And then all of a sudden, a few minutes later, boom, pipe number 18. <laughs> burst again in my yard. I'm telling y'all, I'm just trying to do a nice thing on my honey-do list to take care of things around my house, get things done. But I looked at it. I stared it down as the water was gushing <laughs> into my eyes. <laughs> I wiped off my glasses because, you know, spray. Anyway, I'm moving on. I went inside, turned off the water. I walked back out, took a deep breath. Then I went to Lowe's and I met Bob. Bob works at Lowe's, and Bob is the nicest human being on the face of the planet when you have a burst pipe. And he told me exactly what to do. He showed me all the stuff. We got all the parts together, and I was able to take it back. I went to Lowe's, got my stuff, came home, and I fixed it myself like a boss or a plumber, which is what they would do. I was so excited because all at once, the water mains had no power over me anymore. 
because I was able to fix it. I even set up an extra, y'all gonna like this. I even just decided, oh, I could just fix it, or I could put a little T intersection, and I could pull a little bit of water over here so that when we make our little flower box that's gonna go outside, I could have a little irrigation thing that turns onto it. And I was like Mr. Magic Pipe Man out there, handling everything that needed to be handled. I was king of the PVC at what once made me feel so powerless, no longer had power over me, and I felt awesome. For the rest of the day, I could fix it now. I was like Tom Hanks in Castaway when he said, I have made fire, and he runs around. I was like, I have fixed the pipes. I'm king of PVC, and my neighbors are standing over there like, oh, well, we already know he's crazy, so <laughs> that's just going to be the way it is. I felt so amazing because, see, the power to fix the pipes was in me the whole time. I just needed to realize it and use it. I want you to hang on to that. Because right now, I think in a lot of ways, church, at least this is what I'm hearing from you, you are feeling powerless. Powerless over finances. Powerless over our activities, where we can go, what we can do. Powerless over what our future looks like after this whole thing is over. It's a real thing. And I'm betting you're feeling the same way, out of control and powerless. But you couldn't be more wrong. Let's read scripture together. I'm going to read from John chapter 15. This is the NIV. <clears throat> John chapter 15, verses 5 through 17. I am the vine, Jesus said. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, here's where it gets even more interesting. As the Father has loved me, Jesus says, so I have loved you. Now, remain and my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. <clears throat> all right, first order of business, gardening lesson. You guys ready for gardening lesson? This is all you need to know about plants, all right? If you rip a branch off of a plant, 
it will no longer bear fruit. It will simply wither and die, right? Have you ever tried to cut down a vine, one of those vines that goes like up around a tree? What do you do? You don't go up and necessarily try to pull the whole vine down. It's much easier than that. You just cut it right off at the base. You separate the branch from the root, from the vine itself. And all of a sudden, it starts to wither and immediately, not immediately, but eventually just falls off. But as long as it's tied into the vine, branches can live on and on and on and bear fruit. The second thing, about this John 15 text, Jesus' words here are so beautiful. They're so beautiful. I want you to take this scripture this week and put it somewhere. Leave the Bible open in your house. Leave the app page open on your phone, whatever it is. I want you to reread this and hear Jesus' words to us. This is what Jesus says over and over. I love you. Remain in me. You will bear fruit. My friends, I chose you. There's a sentence in here that I think so often we read because it's surrounded by what sounds and feels like a lot of do this, commands. And it says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And then here's this sentence. I want you to hear this. We often read this as like a command. But instead of a command, as an imperative, I think that Jesus is saying this even more as a declarative sentence one that just states truth and fact. Now, remain in my love. Because Jesus chose you. Jesus said, I love you. I chose you. Now, you remain in my love. And that's such good news. Third, it's no mystery how we remain in Jesus for our part in response to that. Because God loves us, because Jesus loves us, our call is to remain in Jesus. He's clear about how that works. Three words, you ready? Love each other. Say it with me, come on church. Love each other. Our ultimate calling is to do one thing, love Jesus by loving each other. But for some reason, we turn away from God we turn away from each other, and we wonder why all of a sudden we feel powerless, empty, and alone. Think about the power that Jesus had. Think about this. In the very, very beginning, right? Right after baptism, it says he was ripped into the wilderness, immediately ripped into the wilderness, where he was tempted by Satan, where he went without food for 40 days and 40 nights, which just means a really, really long time. He fasted. And in the midst of all of that, he was being tempted by Satan. Oh, you could just turn these stones to bread, Jesus. You could just use this power for your own will. And he took him to the top of the temple, and he said, see all this? I can give you all this. All you have to do is use your power for me, for your own self-interest. And you can't tell me that Jesus in the midst of that didn't have at least one moment where he was like, well, I mean, I am hungry. That power. And then at the end of Jesus' ministry, at Judas' betrayal, says he was standing in the garden and all of these folks came to him, right? And they said, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And the word made flesh said the words, ego eimi, which in Greek translates to I, I am. It is the name of God. The word of God made flesh spoke the name of God, said I am, and boom, the ground shook just at the name of God and put everybody on the turf. You, want, you can't tell me that even for just one one second, Jesus wasn't like, you know, 
That was a lot of power, and all I said was my name. I could get myself out of this very quickly. But he didn't. Yet he did use his power. And brothers and sisters, we are Easter people, and we know what true power looks like. It looks like outstretched arms on the cross for all of us, laying down his life for his friends. Us laying down his life for ours, taking on sin and death and the empty tomb where Jesus' greatest power came back to life. Jesus did exude power all the way through the story. Power to do the right thing because we can't. Power to love others that he didn't necessarily want to love because we can't power to serve others even to the cross because we can't do it as followers of Jesus then who follow Jesus follow him ultimately to the cross to the grave and back to life our call is to love others cool pastor nice sermon you're rocking it I put these things in that's what they're telling me in the room they love my sermons here Cool, Pastor. But I'm empty. Cool, Pastor. I got it, but I'm alone. Cool, Pastor. But I am powerless. So I had this thought. I've talked about this before, I feel like. But you know when you're riding an airplane and they're going through a little safety thing, and they put the buckle in, they, they show you how to do that, and they show you which exits are this way and that way, and they do their fingers. I don't know where they learned this school thing, but they, it's really impressive how they, how they do the airline thing. And they say that in the event of cabin pressure failure, then there are masks that are going to drop from right above you. And what do they always say about the mask? Put it on yourself first before you go and assist anyone else. So if we're going to serve others, how can you possibly do that when you're feeling out of control, empty, and powerless? Here's the good news. Buckle up. Jesus' expectations are not that you save the world. Jesus' expectations are not that you completely fix everything in your life right now. Jesus' expectations are not that you reorganize every literal or figurative closet that you have in your life right now. Jesus gave you a circle, a circle of people. So do this simply. Serve your circle. Let's start there. Just love the people in your circle. It starts with Jesus' power that's already in you. Jesus is drawing you in close right now, wants to know you more. Take that quiet time with Jesus. If you find yourself bored, pray. If you find yourself not knowing what to do with yourself, pick up scripture and read. Put on some great music and sing at the top of lungs praise and prayer songs. Put your mask on first so that you can then assist others then serve your family. Jesus is opening your heart right now to those around you. Look at your work-life balance. Is it way off? I bet it is. I bet the work boundaries are just completely out of control because you have to work, so many of you, from home. You can't actually get a chance to be in any kind of separation. So maybe start working on some work boundaries when you're going to take that phone call, when you're having a movie night or some kid time, 
with your family, for your spouse. Don't answer the phone. Don't look at work email. Serve your circle. And then, third, love those others that are beyond your family, in your circle. Jesus is showing you how to be a friend to your neighbor. I was in the midst of a project yesterday, and I was pulling my hair out trying to figure out how to do this. And one of my neighbors, who's so awesome, came and brought me some equipment that I needed to make life easier. And he did it out of love and care for neighbor. Serve your circle. We're starting to learn. Y'all tired of Zoom? Everybody tired of Zoom? Amen. Man, I'm tired of Zoom. I, I, I'm ready to be with people. I miss all of you terribly. But I'm willing to understand right now what's ultimately significant. And I'm starting to see more and more that those relationships, that time that I probably took for granted before with all of those other people, I miss so much. Jesus is showing us what's really significant. All right, it's activity time. You guys ready? This is going to be a little crazy, but you can do this at home. Activity time. I want you to go to that junk drawer in your house where inevitably there is a post-it, bunch of post-it notes. All right? Uh, you, got, you got like 30 seconds to go find post-it notes. Ready? Go. I'm going to get mine too. Go get a post-it note. Seriously, go. I got mine already. I was so much faster than you guys. It's almost like I knew what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll give you a minute. Are they coming back? They're not telling us? We don't know. I don't know where you are. I'm going to give you another 10 seconds. I'm just kidding. I can't actually see you. They're all back. Danny, Danny says that you're all back, so boom. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> all right, I want you to take your post-it note. I got a great big one so you can see it, okay? I want you to take a pen. I didn't tell you to get one, but what are you going to do with a post-it note without a pen? So get a pen. All right. You ready? And I want you to do this. Very simple. Very simple. I want you to draw like this. Okay? For all those of you that are in the room, for all of you that are in line, this, this is what you do. You draw a circle. I want you to draw this circle, and I want you to take the post-it note off. And everybody in the house can do this that wants to. I want you to take it, and I want you to stick it on your bathroom mirror. Just like that. Just like that. And I want you to start thinking about every single day when you wake up, serve your circle. It's threefold. One, remember that you can't serve anybody without putting your mask on first. Take some time and let Jesus speak to you. Second, serve your circle. Remember the family that you have. If you're alone in your home, know that you have a church family that loves you desperately. Reach out to us. Reach out to me. If you're feeling super alone, especially those of you that are dealing with depression and you're alone, text me. Call me. Let's talk. Third, serve your circle. All of those people around you, the neighbors in your life, the people, your friends, that Jesus has given you a circle. Serve your circle. And remember that the power of Jesus is already in you. That's how you remain in him. That's how you are going to make it through this. And brothers and sisters, it's honesty time, okay? <laughs> it is inevitable that through all of this, you're going to be thinking that you're moving forward and that everything's just working perfectly. And boom, you're going to bust the pipe. And all of a sudden, the chaos is going to be happening and you're going to be stuck in a wet shoe all day. And it's going to drive you crazy. And the only way to handle it 
is to realize that you already have the power of Jesus in you. It's already there. You didn't do anything to earn it. Jesus gave it to you. Two, remember what Jesus said, the beauty of those words in John chapter 15. I love you. Remain in me. You will bear fruit. My friends, I chose you. And number three, <laughs> that power to fix the pipe, it was in you the whole time. You just need to realize it and use it. Brothers and sisters in Christ, now it's time to go. Love each other and serve your circle. Pray with me if you would. Good and gracious God, you are alive and present. In the midst of that loneliness, that feeling of powerlessness, remind us of your power. Remind us that the whole story was you showing what true power looked like because we will never have enough. We'll never be able to make all the right decisions all the time. So bring us to life, Lord. And then show us, God, how we can serve our circle. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and all of God's children say, Amen. Alright, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.